your hosts have earned a reputation as fierce and effective advocates inside and outside of the courtroom. Both partners are experienced trial attorneys who have been board certified in family law by the Texas Board of Legal Specialization. Welcome back to For Better, Worse, or Divorce. I'm Brian Walters, and today we'll be discussing what happens when you first reach out to us uh, interested in hiring our firm or finding out more about our firm. I'm joined by Katie Justice. Uh, Katie, who are you and what do you do? I'm the Director of Sales and Marketing at the firm. I've been with the firm for about a year and a half now. Uh, My background is actually kind of in fashion sales, so I was the National Sales Manager of a couture bridal line before this, and then uh, kind of working in just like the retail fashion industry before that. And I kind of changed career paths to help the firm with kind of the intake and the onboarding process and kind of the marketing efforts here with Walters Gilbreth. I'm shocked you said it's been a year and a half. It seems <laughs> it seems less. I guess uh, time flies when you're having a good time, right? So, well, good. Well, yeah, let's talk about that. Um, let, let me give a personal example of the way we think about this when you first reach out to a lawyer. A month or so ago, I needed to go see a doctor appointment. My wife had been insisting that I do so. So I was like, finally, okay, I'll go. Anyway, it was a freaking nightmare. This is, I'm in Houston when I'm doing this. There's maybe the medical capital of the United States, plenty of doctors, plenty of them very close by to where I live. And this is a simple, you know, normal routine thing. And it was a freaking nightmare. I had to like call around and then get a referral, which was a big mess. And then I got the names of three doctors and um, they're all in groups, right? It's not like it's a solo person. You know, the first one, nobody answered the phone. The second one just was like, we're not taking any new patients. And the third one was like, after a long process of intake, they were like, well, we can see you in like four months. <laughs> so it's incredible. It's just like, it's, are you doctors really trying to make it that hard for someone to, to get medical treatment and to get new patients? It's amazing. And it seems like a lot of law firms, most law firms, maybe almost all law firms have almost the same attitude toward it is that it's, it's like a battle to get to see a lawyer or ask questions. And it's shocking to me. It's not a good service to people who need legal help, especially in family law and personal injury type stuff, because stuff's urgent, right? I mean, if you just got served with a restraining order and a divorce, you need a lawyer right now to talk to. So I had a very similar experience, Brian. I think it was over Christmas last year. I woke up and it was just like, something's bad coming. I don't know if it's strep. I don't know if it's flu. So it was like a Monday and I called my general doctor and they could get me in on Thursday. And I was like, so by Thursday, I'm either going to be all better or, or I'm going to be dead. Yeah, so no, that's not going to happen. And I had this kind of aha moment with that where I was like, this is exactly how people who are calling a family law office and needing help. Like, no, I can't. I don't need to talk to someone in three days. I need help right now. Either, you know, whatever the case may be. But usually the situation is pretty urgent and they want something quick and efficient. They need help immediately. And that's kind of how we've kind of with that mentality, kind of running that in our intake team here. Yeah. So let's kind of walk through the process of contacting us. First of all, 95%, I would assume, of the people call or contacting us are still doing so by phone. You can reach out to us, you know, online and by chat and that kind of thing. But most people still want to pick up the phone. So I think our first rule is that a human that works for this firm 
is going to answer your phone call before the third ring, which is gets past all the talking to an answering service or nobody picks up or, you know, something like that. All those other typical nightmares you get when you're trying to, to call a place. So when they first do call us, tell us what they can expect. Because just to be clear, it'll be you and your teams, two other employees. I think we're going to probably add a third one soon that work for you that are doing this. But tell us a little bit about what a person can expect when they make that first call. Yeah. So our goal is always to answer within three rings. If it is in the rare case that all three of us are on the phone, we, you do get a call back immediately when someone's off the phone. But we just kind of get some preliminary information on someone. Every case is, is different, even though it's all in the matter of family loss. We really try to listen efficiently, you know, make the call as quick and painless as possible, but also really listen to what the person is needing because every situation is kind of different. They could be, there's one spectrum where they're maybe just thinking that they might be needing heading towards divorce and and starting to kind of look at their options and maybe want to schedule a consultation with one of our attorneys, or they just were served papers and they need help right now. And so we really try to be mindful of what the person is particularly wanting. So we get some preliminary information that we would need, kind of get them in the system and kind of get all of the basic things out of the way. And then we also really try to take time to answer any questions and concerns that the person that is calling might be, whether that be, what's the consultation fee? How quickly can I speak with someone? And some of those basic things. And we try to have the tools and, and kind of those answers for people that are calling those right away. And if, you know, in the chances that someone's at work or maybe they're not in a position that they can talk on the phone, maybe they're around their kids or they're around their spouse or they're at work and, and can't speak with someone. We also have a lot of tools, too, that allow for people to get us that information as well without actually having to talk on the phones. So we have online questionnaires, chat forum. We always try to text people, too because we know how kind of sensitive some of the topics of conversation can be. So we try to make it as easy for people as possible to reach out and connect with us. That makes sense. Now, what are the most common concerns you hear when a potential client is calling in or just somebody who needs information? It might not be a potential client, but what do you commonly hear about? A lot of times I've gotten several this week where someone's like, I don't know anything about the process. I don't know what I need. But, you know, I was just served papers. I don't know. And we kind of have to walk them through the process here. And then a lot of people have questions and concerns about costs, which is legitimate, right? Because you've heard scary stories about kind of getting surprise bills and things like that. And then another concern also that I hear is, you know, I tell people we can schedule you a consultation with an attorney. I think people have had the same experience that you and I have had at doctor's offices and other appointments where that means several down, days down the road. And so I always try to kind of clarify and be upfront, especially if I can hear someone that's maybe distressed or has an urgent matter that we can get them in the same day, typically, if their situation's pressing. Yeah, I agree with that. So a couple things come up. Um, so sometimes people have really simple questions like, you know, hey, I'm getting divorced and my wife and I disagree on how much child support I should pay. She says I should pay 2000 a month. I think the way I look at it, it should be, you know, 1800 a month. Can you tell me what's correct? So just to be clear with everybody, we can't. A couple of reasons for that. The bar ethically doesn't allow us to just give out information necessarily to people that are not necessarily our clients, but also it wouldn't be doing we couldn't give you a good answer on that with just a couple of sentences. These things are very complex. Secondly, 
you and your team are not attorneys and therefore by law, you cannot give legal advice. And that can be frustrating, right? If you just have a, what you think is a simple question, why can't I call a law firm and they give me a quick answer? It's probably this, go back to doctor's offices, probably for the same reason you can't just call up a doctor's office you never talked to before and say, my back hurts. Can you give me some Vicodin, right? And they can't write you a prescription just from that. Sort of the same thing with attorneys. And so just to know that. So typically that leads to the need for a consultation, which is with an attorney. Generally, that's my partner and I that do the consultations, although it can be any lawyer in the firm if you prefer. And we do charge for those. And some lawyers don't charge for them. I think you get what you pay for in life, whether that's buying a house or talking to a lawyer. A lawyer that doesn't charge for consultations is probably a lawyer without a lot of people wanting to hire them. And probably you're going to get a very impatient lawyer who doesn't want to be working for free and talking to you and is going to try to rush you through it and and, uh, try to talk you into hiring them for a bigger thing. Where for our consultations, it's a one-time fee and you can talk to us for as long as you like on the phone, on Zoom or in person. Also, my time is valuable, right? I've got a lot of other clients, hundreds and hundreds of uh, clients at any point in, for this firm, and they, they're paying us by the hour, and it's not fair to them to be distracted and be doing work for other folks who, who aren't. So that's why we pay for consultations and, um, and always have and, and always will. And that's separate than the retainers, too. I think sometimes people ask. Correct. That's a good point is that that's a one-time sit down, answer questions, get to know each other thing. If you then want to hire us, that's a different process, which we can do at this, you know, right after that. It takes just a couple minutes. And that's that's signing a contract to actually be your lawyers through the, through the pendency of whatever you're going through. And there are additional fees for that. Correct. And then another common question, Brian, that I get quite often is how much is this going to cost me. I mean, and that's something that I usually can't answer. And I know, I think I've been listened in on enough of consults with you to say that sometimes you're not able to fully answer that too, because it kind of comes down to what's happening on the other side. I mean, I can quote a retainer, I can tell you how much hourly rates are and things like that. But the overall case cost, which is a a really, really common question sometimes is not able to be fully answered. Is that it right? isn't. And there's a simple reason for that, which is we don't control it. We lawyers don't. The cost of the case depends on how much fighting is going to go on in this divorce or family law case. And that's determined by the two people involved in the case, the two spouses or the two parents or whatever it is. So we are the only people I will say, though, we try to be as transparent about it as possible. And I think we can give you some ranges. And I think it's also accurate what I said earlier, you're going to, you know, it's a little unfair to expect a very specific answer on that from a non-attorney who doesn't know much about your case. Once you've sat down with my partner and I for a consultation, we can usually tell you a range and a pretty good range, pretty accurate range, but it's a range, right? Because we don't know. But I will say we're as transparent as we can be on the website. We post our hourly rates of all of our lawyers. As far as I can tell, we're the only family law firm that does that in Texas. Maybe there's others. I've never seen any. And maybe more importantly, we have a calculator tool to help you get that range from our website without having to sit down for a consultation. And it basically is a a combination of how much conflict is there going to be in the case and how complicated is, is the case. So those are the two things that, and complexity is basically, you know, is it a divorce or, you know, are there kids or not kids? Is there, are there any complicated issues with the money in a divorce or with the kids? But the conflict level is really what drives it. I mean, seemingly very simple cases can turn into highly expensive undertakings if there's conflict and that can be hard to predict. I see certain types of clients that come in and under routinely underestimate the conflict level. And that can be an unpleasant surprise down the line when your divorce is not over in two months and it's 
drag it into its, you know, into a second year and it's gotten to be really expensive. But that's, again, not under the attorney's control. So when after the intake and we're working on scheduling the consultation, maybe we should talk a little bit about that and kind of what people's options are, kind of what the scheduling situation looks like. I think a common concern I have for potential new clients calling is, you know, I've got my kid, I've got to pick my kid up at three o'clock or, you know, I've got... I've got work and I can't come into your downtown Houston office or downtown Austin office or Dallas. So we've allowed for phone and Zoom consultations too. And I think that's a really great option for people that, you know, are in the suburbs, traffic, whatever the situation may be, they can still have what feels like a face-to-face conversation with one of our partners over, or over Zoom. Exactly. Interestingly, we were doing the phone consults before COVID. I was probably doing three-fourths of them at that time by phone. That was kind of before Zoom became real popular and COVID kind of, or the lockdowns or whatever, or the made Zoom popular. So that's sort of a, that's better than phones for a lot of people because you can actually see the person, but yeah, you don't have to drive all the way into wherever to come see a lawyer. And so, yeah, I think it's great. I also generally exchange phone numbers with the clients uh, or potential clients and a consult. And a lot of times they'll text me or email me afterwards with follow-up questions and I'll answer them. And so it's real, it's real easy to get in touch with us. Everybody who's my client or is a, does a consult with me has my, my iPhone number and can get a hold of me pretty much whenever they want to. So maybe we should talk a little bit about what people can bring with them for the consultation to make sure that they get the best use of their time with you. Do you want to talk a little bit about yeah. what's needed? I think financials are important in a divorce, right? You know, what's your net worth? What are the major assets and debts that you have? So you don't necessarily have to bring those with you. But I think it's, you know, if you've got recent statements or tax returns are very helpful, those things are useful. If you've got kids, you know, it kind of depends on what the kid issues are, right? Do we have a special needs child? So if that's the case, maybe we want to bring, you know, an evaluation or an exam results or something like that that would go into details about what the special need is and how it's being dealt with. If there's school issues, you know, if there are reports from the school or plans with the school, that would be helpful. Medical issues, either a person has or a child has, medical records often are helpful in that regard. If the allegations or concerns are about substance abuse, then, you know, evidence that that's the case, whether that's pictures of, you know, thing, passed out spouse with a bottle of vodka next to them or, you know, bottle of pills or whatever, those type of things would be helpful Um, because we get into that sometimes like, well, my spouse is a really bad alcoholic and I can't leave him alone with the kids. Well, very likely your spouse in a courtroom is going to deny that. And so how can we prove it? The judge doesn't know either one of you. So how can we prove it? What evidence do we have of that? So those type of things are, are typically very helpful uh, in different, different kinds of cases. So I've had some that come in with nothing and we have everything we need. They remember it. They know the info. I mean, that's helpful. But I'd say usually if you have some supporting documents, that's um, that's a nice thing and helpful in a consultation. If we're on phone, typically we'd have those emailed to us ahead of time. If we're on Zoom, you could either email them ahead of time or just kind of show them on like a screen share with us. As soon as um, someone pays the consultation fee and we confirm the time day to meet with either you or the other partner, Jake, our team usually encourages people to fill out a form online. If they have the time, they can skip through or bypass some parts. But as much as kind of the online questionnaire that they can fill out, it kind of does a deeper dive into their particular situation is always really helpful. And then, of course, 
we need if anything's been filed, if we're trying to modify something or if they've been served papers. That's really, really important to have for the consultation. Yeah, I, I'd emphasize that, right? If they're court papers, we really, really need those. So a new case or, hey, we're having problems with the old order. He's, he's not following it or she's it's time to change it or whatever. I need to see those documents because it's they're really key. I agree. So I don't know about you, Brian, maybe we should finish out with kind of talking about some other resources that our firm provides. Let's say someone's just not in, you know, financial position to be able to afford a retainer or be able to pay that consultation fee at the moment. Maybe we should uh, discuss a little bit about what other options we provide at the firm for to kind of get back to the community and help um, those that are, that are needing family law assistance. Yeah, absolutely. So we do uh, quarterly pro bono days. Pro bono is just a fancy Latin word that just means free free consults. And we do that every three months. We do them in person in our different offices. They kind of rotate around, but we also do them by Zoom so that you don't have to be in a particular place. But those are 30 minutes. Sign up and you sit down with the lawyer during that time. And that's really been helpful. It's been successful. A lot of, a lot of people that kind of are in this area where They've got not that much, you know, one or two questions, three or four questions, or they're, you know, kind of need some help on a specific issue. And they don't really understand, you know, how child support's calculated or how you deal with the holidays or something like that. All perfectly legit things. So we really enjoy doing those and we'll continue to do them. Likewise, every quarter we have a webinar that's online on Zoom and you can on a specific topic where uh, some of the lawyers get on there and then an- give kind of a short presentation over over uh, view of things. And then we take questions from the audience. The one that's coming up in November, filming this at the end of October 2022. So the one that's coming up shortly is for newly separated or divorced parents and approaching the holidays. How do, how do we deal with Thanksgiving and Christmas and all of those kind of things that, um, you know, that come with the holidays? Of course, we do these podcasts, which have a lot of information in them, which is helpful. We've gotten a lot of feedback over the years with, hey, I really love your podcast. It's really helpful and, and all that type of thing. So certainly listen to those or dig around for more. Submit suggested topics to us. Helpful for us to have those. And then we do uh, meetup groups also where we post new events for divorce or custody issues. So those are the things we do. If anybody else has suggestions, uh, we also have a lot of stuff on our website too, and videos, you know, and just content about all kinds of things. We try to keep uh, that as full of information as possible. But if anybody else has suggestions, let us know. We'd be happy to consider adding in some additional resources. Yeah. Well, thanks. Okay. So, uh, thanks so much for having me today. You bet. And thank you and your team for doing such a great job with folks when they call in. It's really an urgent time. It's very similar to a severe medical situation, except (laughs) it's uh, maybe more serious sometimes. It's your family. So I appreciate the hard work you guys do on those. So, all right. Well, that's it for today. If you like what you've heard, please do us a favor and leave a review. We appreciate all the feedback, especially when it helps us better the podcast. If you have any questions, please reach out to us at podcast.com. WaltersGilbreth.com. I'm Brian Walters. Thanks for listening. For information about the topics covered in today's episode and more, you can visit our website at WaltersGilbreth.com. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of For Better, Worse, or Divorce, where we post new episodes every first and third Wednesday. Do you have a topic you want discussed or a question for our hosts? Email us at podcast at WaltersGilbreth.com. Thanks for listening. Until next time.